coming to you from the Strings and Things studio in Ventura, California. I'm Anne. I'm Karen. I'm Katie. And this is the Strings Unraveled Book Club. pretty good um good. <laughs> looking forward to yeah. 2023 i'm looking i always i don't actually like the new year but i like ending the year we're in yeah yeah because the new year fills me with a little anxiety <laughs> i can see that yeah uh, we're recording this what is it december 15th so yeah. we are like barreling to the end of the year right now yep. yeah i'm looking forward to a, a new a new thing yeah I don't know what it is, but nope. and that's where the anxiety comes. <laughs> oh, okay, I get that. But as far as books go, I look back and I go, "Dang, I read a lot of books this year." Good. But yeah, I should look at my numbers. I have a list somewhere, but yeah. Okay, since I started today, I'm going to do the ritual I like, which is what are you What are you working on while we talk about your books? Oh, I chose this project because I can't talk about it because ah! <laughs> I forgot that we do that. So I'm working on we something I can't talk about. Yeah, but I like that answer. Yeah. You just have fun. to wait and see. I can see it. I can tell you, but I yeah. can't tell the internet. No, nope, nope. maybe, maybe uh, in January. Maybe tell us about it. Maybe February. Oh, all right. Uh, what, what are you are working you, on? Uh, I am still working on my family stockings, which, if you listen to our regular podcast, you know all about, and we'll talk about. Next, uh, hopefully, I'll be done when we talk next time. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess then I have something to talk about. I guess <laughs> I am crocheting another sample of the juniper cowl. Um, which is the all crochet puff stitch. It's a puff stitch all day long. I love it because there it's, you're just doing puff stitch around and around and around in a spiral. And the pattern was written for mini skeins, but instead I have one big 873 yard. Am I right? 800. Oh, sorry. I lied. 842 yards of Dolce cashmere. And that's the yummy stuff from Holby. It's, uh-huh. It's wool, polyamide, which is a fancy word for nylon, and 10% cashmere. But it, you know, that 10% goes a long the way. So you don't need much always, more than that. Yeah. The 10% is always just enough to keep it affordable mm-hmm. and make it feel good. I had two of these balls because I couldn't decide which color I wanted more. And I thought it would, I'm like, so they became stashed because they were bought with no purpose. But, and I started with one that goes from this, like, what do you call this color up top? Current. Sure. Okay. Persimmon. Maybe. Oh, it moves into like a persimmon mm. for sure that goes into all the way down to a gray. It's a toned down of the new color of the year from Pantone, which is called Crush. Yeah. So yeah. this is a muted no. Crush. No. No. That's Kona's color of the year. Pantone's color of the year oh. is called Viva Magenta. I always get those mixed up, yeah. but they're very similar. This is closer yes. to crush. Not every year are they similar. No, they are very similar this year. Yeah. Um, so this is like a muted pink rust. I don't know, like a... It's a pretty color. Yeah, mm-hmm. it goes into... Strawberry jam. Fro- the frothy part of strawberry jam. Okay. okay. <laughs> it's a weird color. It's a weird color. It's all but it's lovely. Yeah. It has this one pop of salmon or persimmon or whatever you want to call it, I guess. And then it goes back into muted tones where it's almost like a terracotta going into like pinky purples to a darker purple, still all muted. But I don't quite have enough 
for this one, but I have a, a second ball that is like beiges and greens going into a purple. So oh, I'll pretty. take the very end of that purple <laughs> to finish this off. But I just anyway. think it's a fun little visual treat or non-visual auditory well, tour of what we're working on while yeah. we talk. <laughs> it's just, yeah. It's just a puff stitch. I mean, we're all working on something while we talk about books. Yeah. So yeah, why not? So our book this month was my selection. Uh, it's Small Angels, a novel by Lauren Owen. Um, I found a little longer synopsis on Goodreads, uh, which I think is also the publisher's synopsis. Mm. As a teenager, Kate found... Oh, I'm sorry. A wedding in a small English village attracts a malicious spirit, forcing deep secrets to surface. A hypnotic tale of sisterhood, first love, and hauntings. Yeah, that's like the blurb, right? Yeah. As a teenager, Kate found a safe harbor with her parents' constant fighting in the company of the Foregone sisters, who lived with their strict grandparents next to Small Angels, a church at the edge of dense green woods. The first outsider to ever get close to the sisters, Kate eventually learned the family's secret. The woods are home to a capricious, menacing ghost whom generations of gods had been charged with stopping from venturing into the village itself. But as the sisters grew older, braver, and more independent, bucking against the family's burden, the bulwark began to crack, culminating in a horrifying act of violence that drove a terrible wedge between the sisters and Kate. Chloe has been planning her dream wedding for months. She has the dress, the flowers, the perfect venue, small angels, a charming old church in the village where her fiancé Sam and his sister Kate grew up. But days before the ceremony, Chloe starts to hear unsettling stories about small angels. And worse, she begins to see, smell, and hear things that couldn't possibly be real. Now Kate is returning home for the first time in years, for Sam and Chloe's wedding. But the woods are coming alive again, and Kate must reconnect with Lucia, the most troubled of the sisters and her first love, to protect Chloe, the village, and herself. An unforgettable novel with memories that hold us back and those that show us the way forward. This is storytelling at its most magical. Enter small angels if you dare. Ooh, spooky. Ooh. Yeah. <clears throat> so it's, what'd you guys think of this? Book? I loved it. I had I a great time reading it. this book. All right. I put markers I love pages. that. <laughs> Anne's daughter I, made I these, these wonderful book markers <laughs> that were folded, and I put them to use in this book so I would remember where I, certain passages and I, stuff was. Yeah. I love about those little heart. They're an origami pattern bookmark with a little heart, and so it's like a little pull tab for you to, or a file folder tab to go back to where you are. No need to dog ear your pages. Uh, anyway, they're cute. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> Uh, be oh, jealous of Terrence it. bookmarks. I loved it. You loved it. I also really, really enjoyed it, which was a little funny to me because I don't usually read any reviews, but I know, mm. Katie, you go looking mm. for there reviews. There was a common when you're review done. with this one. I didn't look at any reviews for this I, one. Well, I only saw one, so I'd be interested to hear what your assessment of the reviews was, which the Multiple first one was. One- this was boring. I was so bored. Nothing happened. It. I'm like, no, what are you talking I ne- about? You were okay. bored. Did you read the same book? Yeah. <laughs> the first hundred pages to 150 pages was the comment is as the comments went along were, were slow, but then once it picked up, no one could put it down. 
I didn't think it was I didn't slow. feel that way at all. No. I did not feel like it was slow. It was I felt very like, engaging from the start. I thought so. I, I know that you. it's difficult when you're telling a story of different time periods and in different voices. Mm-hmm. And so maybe because I was doing the audible book with it. Maybe. That I didn't have that problem that other people. I thought she did a pretty good job of, of, of balancing multiple different timelines yeah. and points of view in the story. I, yeah. I yes. thought it was. And I also like that there's two <coughs> stories going on, right? Yes. You could tell the story of the sisters yes. or you could tell the story of the wedding. Yes. Right. But if you had just told the story of the sisters growing up, that would also have been a good book. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like you could have started there, but then she frames it with this secondary narrative device that was, it was really great. I like, yeah. I really liked it. Yes. I, well, I'm so excited because when you said it was, so you, Katie and Karen both got way into this book before I did, although it was my choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so I, when you, Katie, when you said that it was scary, I was like, oh, no. No, oh, not no. scary. Okay. It's well, yeah, like, not, like it was suspenseful. It was yeah, mysterious. It was yeah. It was, it was spooky. It had yeah. all the best parts of a gothic novel yes. without being horror. No, yes. It was, it was, that's what I had yeah. it on when I was taking Mirabella from point A to point B. I hate this time of year. <laughs> so busy. <laughs> and But I, was, I didn't want to miss time that I could listen. And really, there's nothing so adult in this book. No. Because she's like, what is this? What is going on? And I'm like, there's nothing that I wouldn't... She's 11 that I wouldn't... Yeah, it's not salacious or no, anything. No. no. Totally fine if you want to listen to this. Yeah. She's, she's got our Audible sign in. She's like, oh, okay. Um, and I think she's going to love it. <laughs> um, Could I ask a question? Yeah. What do you think about the different... I like the way she set the different characters, but one of my favorite characters was the, was Mock Baker itself. Oh. The forest itself, because it's alive, it may not speak, but it makes its will known yeah. in many ways. So I thought that was really interesting. I think it, that it's it's a it's a definite main character. Totally mm-hmm. agree. Uh-huh. I don't know if I like it because it leaves me so uneasy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which only adds to its, like, like the authenticity of it being another living character alongside the people is that it ha- seems to have like the same motivations, yeah. the same, you yeah. know. It has a favorite son that it wants to protect and yeah. wants to keep with it all the time <laughs> telling stories. Anyway. Um, when, would you, would you, I, I, there were no actual book club, um, I look for questions for this. <laughs> um, I looked and then um, it kept taking me to this other author whose name is Lauren. I saw Doyle that too, which is completely Owens. a different person. And even when I like search specifically this book title, just Lauren Owens. Uh-huh. But anyway, Lauren Doyle Owens book sounds kind of interesting from those book. Club okay. <laughs> Future podcast. Episode. Uh, so I am. Um, you know, we can kind of bounce around. Like, what, what, Karen's shared her favorite character. Did you have a favorite character, Karen? Or Katie? Katie? Whatever um, your name is. You, what's your name? Um, you... my, my name is Katie, and my favorite character was Kate. <laughs> um, what? No, I, I, I don't know if I had necessarily a favorite character. I did find Hector. Yeah, Hector was pretty great. Um, I found Kate's storyline pretty compelling. Yeah. Chloe's story was the spookiest, Mm -hmm. right? And I liked when we were hearing from her perspective because she was sort of like us in the story because we're also getting introduced to this 
world as she is. So that, those passages were fun to listen to. But yeah, I don't know if I had necessarily like a favorite character, but I like the different perspectives that you got. What were you going to say here? Okay, so Chloe. Chloe was like... I know nothing about this town, and I'm, and I'm gonna pick this penny out I'm of this spooky pick, bush. <laughs> I'm just going to. Oh yeah, she. That's right. She sets the whole spookiness apart. If she had just left, well, well, but she's under the assumption like everybody else in the world is that ghosts aren't real. Yeah. So of course you would find this cute little church in this quaint little town that yeah. your husband grew up in, and be like, I want to get married there. Isn't it she doesn't know anything else. And whose fault is that? That's her husband's. Her yeah. husband, yeah. but her but, fiance. but her, fian- her fiance, who kind of knew it, but kind of didn't. Because he was how little, and his how, sister Kate sort of protected him. How pissed would you be if you guys, she had 18 months to plan this wedding. It uh-huh. said somewhere in there. Yeah. That the week before the wedding, when you've both taken off work, you, you've drawn out this Well, he timeline. never took off work. Yeah. Did he? Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Just like, Chloe, you're a saint or you're going to be divorced in five years. <laughs> I think the, I think the overarching theme of this book I was thinking about, or like the lesson that this book wants you to learn is to talk about things. Yeah. Yes. So it's like untold stories or like unshared trauma or like the whole point of like the villagers is like they let the gons take care of it. We don't talk about it. We pretend like that's not there. Yeah. We ignore it. We don't talk about what's that movie? Oh, like, we don't talk about Bruno. We don't talk about We don't Bruno. talk about Yeah. We don't talk about Mockbaker. <laughs> but it's, no, it's, it's true. The Too problems would have been solved <laughs> earlier if if you had just talked about it right so it's like we don't talk about uh you know like the parents don't talk about their their uh marriage problems right the sisters don't talk about like you know whatever it is the grandma doesn't talk to the if the girls wouldn't have done all the things that they had done if the grandma had told them why she does the things that she does yeah you know i think that's the whole theme of the book is like tell people things i was trying to find the passage where the so the Gons are known for this wine that they make. Yes. Mm-hmm. Right? This kind of liqueur wine thing. Yeah. But I was trying to find the passage where Grant where Nan finally says why their wine is so great and all the sacrifices and how smart sh- businesswoman she was by making a deal with Mock Baker, you know, and to do all this other stuff and they would give her good, you know, good harvest. I don't think that Mock Baker a- had to do with it because it wasn't in in the woods, I think she found that opportunity to to um, help the she, family. You know, there is something it's, where she knows if she appeases, yeah. if she appeases Harry, 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 yeah. she does ask him or go tell him because that this is what she's doing. Mock Baker does influence the climate of the town, right? Um, but it well, Harry is its favorite child. It caters to his whims. Right, because they are separate. Yeah. It's easy yeah. to tie them together into yeah. one entity, but they are separate. Yeah. Um, but it, it so if if Harry's happy with the deal, Mockbaker's gonna support it. They're gonna be happy. Yeah. yeah. Um Were the dog were the ghost dogs his to control or Mockbaker's to control? Because they only seem to come out certain times. They were his. They were his. They were Harry's to but I was kind of hoping when, um, when, um, shoot, what's her name? When Lucia is locked in the room on the night of the, um, 
the funeral. funeral. And she's looking out the window. And she leans against this coat Mm -hmm. and she figures out that it's Fred? Yeah. Fred's 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 coat. And she pulls the things out and they're warm. Mm -hmm. I wanted Fred to have secretly been the malicious spirit or something. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it wouldn't have necessarily been as rich because Harry's multiplicity of yeah, depth of a spirit, mm, kind you know. of a child, kind of an angry adult, right? The rage and anger of a violent death, being robbed of life, like, and but yet the presence of this sweet child still, or this petulant child, um, like the multiplicity of identity, I think is is uh-huh. rich for Harry. But when that was happening, I kind of want because that would like. Like, the dogs were never Harry's to control. Right. Or, you know. Yeah. I was sort of waiting for another twist. Yeah. At some point, I was like, maybe Lucia's a ghost. But this was before we got too far into it. And I was oh. like, but then I was like, well, that couldn't have worked. But. I like that you thought that. Because yeah. when she, like, appears on the scene. Yeah. <laughs> so conveniently. Right. In Mockbaker. I, I She's was... like, she's been away. Now she's back. And I'm like, is she a ghost? Yeah. Does only Kate see her? Yeah. Because only Kate... Because we didn't know what happened. Right. So then only Kate is being haunted by Fred. No. Help me. Help me. No. No. That's Chloe. Chloe Chloe is is being... Oh, Chloe. Sorry. Not Kate. Chloe. So Chloe is being haunted because she's staying in Fred's old room. Yeah. Do you think over the over the span of time, other people have stayed oh, yeah. in that room and been I haunted so. from it? Yeah, that and was, nobody just mm-hmm. ta- people, yes. people yeah. don't talk about it. Yeah. We don't talk about. It. Yeah. <laughs> um, one of the other comments that I heard, if I could say so, mm-hmm. is that most people thought that Kate was boring, but I didn't think she was boring. I thought that the part, parts of Kate were quiet and reserved. She went through this trauma. And she doesn't even fully understand what happened yeah, because she, remember it. she doesn't remember a lot because she kind of was out of it. But well, her I memory felt, was erased. So some people thought that she wasn't interesting. I thought she was very interesting, but a very crucial bridge in the storytelling. Because yes. it's only because of yeah. Kate that we are connected to. Yes. And one of the things the author did was she would give you little snippets or little parts of a scene, but not fully in the timeline. And then later on, I felt like she would revisit. You got to get a little more meaning to flesh really, out the scene a little better. She did a really better, good job of like plant and payoff and, yes. and like telling you little bits at a time that you were like, I want to know what's going to happen. Yes. But then we would shift focus over here. And yes. then, yeah, I, I never that felt, was very but, well. But she done. had so much. I never felt robbed. Like, like, Oh, she didn't tell me enough. I, I felt oh, like, no, no it's going to come. Every, it's gonna come. No, everything was very is tied back together. Yeah. Perfectly. I was just thinking of, um, like the a rose good... finds. Oh, oh, I was thinking of a good example is right off the bat when Lucia touches the scars on her neck mm-hmm. and yeah. like, Oh, Lucia is tied to this feature. We didn't even know. Right. What is that going to be? And so, like, that was one of the things that carried on of, like, are we ever going to explain the scars? Oh, yes, we do. Yeah. <laughs> they kept alluding to her sister's death, but I kept waiting, like, when are they going to tell us? And then when they, t- and then when they, I was crying, like, oh. crying, crying. Um, I, I kind of, so, like, I'm satisfied with why Sam was so upset with the Woods Awakening. But I kind of was wondering if he was going to be tied to um, Elphine. 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 That that, like, maybe he had. Because I thought at some point they said something about there being a boy interested in one of the other girls. 
Yeah, I know that they had mentioned that they would, like, run off and have trysts with other boys in the Village, community, but yeah. that wasn't really a thing. So I wanted, I wanted that to be, like, Sam loved Delphine, and he's been, like, oh, yeah. sad about no, this No, I think forever. that they're just unhealthy <laughs> coping me- mechanisms and blocking yeah. things out. Yep. No, but I'm just as happy, though, with, like, a devoted little brother yes. mm-hmm. being scared of losing his sister, but he can't express that. Right. No. No. <laughs> And I love... It's very British. Yes. But I Chloe's love, so healthy. Yeah. She's like, let's just do... Let's tell everybody. I want to know right the story. Yeah. I love... Okay, I gotta say, I think I love Elphine. Because no matter... Even in death, she was still she, looking out for her sister. Mm-hmm. There was very much, like, Little Women vibes where she Thank was you. the best. Yes, yes. yes. So she, she was, was definitely best. best. Yes. So... I was totally oh, I had to little women it's totally it. Slightly Four more oppressive sisters. than little yes, women. Yes, not as because you know, mom is ma is not you know oppressing them. Right. Society is right. Um, and yeah, no, I, I mean in little yeah. women. Yeah, yeah. Um, isn't she ma? Is that right or no? Um, yeah, yeah, ma. In mm, Little Women, I think you've read it most recently. I have it. I'll have to think about it. Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> but at some point, that's one of the books. Because one of the healing things is to read from a good, well-known story. Uh-huh. And they do pull Little Women off the shelf. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's Elphine's most favorite. I think that's Elphine's most favorite book. And she tears a page of it and eats it. So that <laughs> Marmy. It... Marmy. Thank you. Marmy. Marmy. I knew that wasn't yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Ma. Ma. No, like it's <laughs> not Marmy. Marmy. But it's, it's not mother. No. <laughs> um, much sweeter than that. So Elphine eats a part of mm-hmm. Little Women to have it with to her. have it with her always. So it'll be oh yeah. So that I I was like it. so satisfied yeah with so that moment happened that. yeah and uh, Lucia is Joe yep and the other two are sort of interchangeable Whatever. in my mind yeah, yeah. <laughs> just uh, like in Little Women the other two. I mean not really because Amy there's, there's and, no um, Amy yeah. well uh, Ruby is a good representation of the oldest like yeah I mean they're not that dimensional Maybe. in Little Women as they are. No. Like Ruby and um, Helena are yeah. not that Helena, dimensional. Yeah. I I love. I mean, they get a little fleshed out when they come back. Yeah, and yeah. They get that like but real they adult. are sort of they're both older sisters. Yeah, they, yeah, they were sort of interchangeable to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, what is so we are organically going through this list of questions, which oh, is yeah. which event store which event in the story causes all the others? There's two. There's Chloe helping pick the pennies out right um, not knowing there's a purpose behind it and there's and then there's the bigger story of harry child's creation yeah. and, and mythology mm-hmm. um so harry child being murdered by his brother but there's a special connection with lucia because of the way she was born so there's there's an inciting event for every because, layer yeah then, because in history. because lucia is she is Yes, she's there with her sisters, but she is also she's separate. Born in the woods, just because like she a. is there. That being born in the woods, being born separate, in a very a, another way that they don't talk about. Yeah, <laughs> is well, it's it sets her apart in the way she's treated by Nan. Mm-hmm. The, the way she's, I kind of like her grandpa, but he doesn't. I don't know that he really is very effectual in the story. I think her apartness is in exaggerated by herself. You know, yeah. I do think Nan treats her differently, but Elphine yeah. tells her to tell her story differently because she's not El- she's not Lucia the bad. Yeah. You, you know, you just have to frame it differently, right? Yeah. And so 
you know, Nan <coughs> knew that she had she was different, right? And so she might have put more limitations on her than her sisters because she knew that she had the potential to like run off and do bad things. How? But she's not. They, she she calls been... herself Lucia the Bad the yeah. whole time. Yeah. Do you think it's because she's like yourself first if you're gonna love anyone else? Right. right? Do you think Nan did that because? It's often t- they they're afraid that the child will behave like the mother, you know. Mm, I don't know that it's well maybe because the mother tried to run off. Yeah, and that's why Nan's and you like have to stay tied. To, you know what happens so maybe when you run Nan, away. So maybe Nan's like being hyper protective, yeah. hyper like so much so it's hyper correcting. Yeah, I was kind of hoping that we were going to have a reveal that Nan had also shared a childhood with Harry because. But she married oh, into the she family. Married. She was a yeah. married in. Right. Yeah. But at one point I was like, oh, well, maybe she was like, treats Lucia the way she does because she experienced the same she thing. She is a child of abuse, though. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, your your instincts are right. It just wasn't tied together right. the way you imagine. So, I mean, she had a childhood of abuse, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and the keep your head down, don't address it was her, yeah. her survival method. We don't talk method. about Bruno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't get in dad's face. Just get out. Yeah. Um, and then we've already kind of, is this book based on a classic story? I don't think it's based on a classic no. story, but it definitely has an homage mm-hmm. to that vibe and that um, interplay in a household. Yeah. Because every household is a closed system, even if you're not as isolated as the Gons are. Because yeah. um, we are our own little, you know, unit. Um was there a simple solution to the problems in the book? Not necessarily. No. I mean, a lot of <laughs> the problems could have been lessened by talking about it, right? Yes. So that would be like maybe simplified. Well, but we no. would have never gone into the woods. It was complicated, <laughs> right? If if her husband had, you know, fiance had told her, "There's something weird going on in my town, and there's some reason why people don't go to that church, and why people say the woods are haunted." I don't know exactly what they are, but I'm not comfortable getting married. But there. one time, my sister almost died. Right. <laughs> And she can't remember what happened to her, so maybe we shouldn't get married there. Can we stay in London? Yeah, exactly. That would have been a solution to that problem. So Sam Sam and Kate's parents are Bill and Bertie. Yes. It seems to me that older Bill and Bertie are a diff are different people now that the kids are grown and they're getting married than when the kids were little. And we all sort of sort of. Because they seem like Mr. and Mrs. Hospitality, which I don't know if they were that way before. When we talk about how things could have been different, well, gee, if the village if the village had been different when at the funeral, I mean, think about it. The the villagers were all happy to go up there to gawk any time there was a death, you know. Or but other than that, they never really. I I just think. You know, the coulda, woulda, shoulda of the story is like, if things had been, if any one of these factors had been different, then we wouldn't have gotten here to start yeah. with. But, no, but, it, but let's say, let's look story. at it as in, we're in it. Uh-huh. I don't think there's a simple solution because no. it's such a it's contrived a situation yeah. and there's so much, like everyone's buy-in to the situation is a little different. What if they just right? put a plaque that says commemorable pennies, don't touch? <laughs> 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 this tourist attraction is, is protected. Please don't touch it. Yeah, yeah. You don't um, have to tell people why. Well, I mean, she was told 
not to go in the woods. That's true. Right? But he didn't. But you need a little like bit like more a child. Info, right? Yeah, he treated her like a child. We don't go in there. It's not a national trust. It's not path. for you. Don't yeah. go in there. Yeah. Well, tell me why. Yeah, She's obviously like there. an intelligent, inquisitive well, woman. When she there, heard you know? the first part of ghost, ghost stories, it didn't scare her. It made her more curious. Yeah, exactly. Like, Whoa, I want to see this. Um. This question we've really kind of addressed, which is, or it's too big. We'll get there as we go. What is the book's climactic scene? How did the author build up to it? I mean, everything is a mountain to the peak of this. Right. When on the wedding day, Lucia's in the grasps of Harry Child. He has her almost taking his her own life. Yeah. The sisters are there at exactly the right moment. Like that's magic in its own. Mm-hmm. You know, like yeah. a, did a bat signal go up? Yeah. Like is it what did they Oh, they have a image of the uh the dog on their wine label. Yeah. Is there a, a dog. Yeah, there's a dog in the sky. <laughs> oh, I see it off I never thought about that. The, the dogs are on the wine label. Yeah. I think wow. we don't hear that until they're sharing the bottle of wine uh-huh. at the very end. Um like Everything, all three of the timelines that we're learning about or have learned of are all culminating to this climax, which like we, there's a lot of stories told in that backwards forwards way Mm -hmm. or, or coming from the, you know, two ends. Right. This one, I think is, I mean, three timelines is hard to me. Two timelines is hard, but when you point out really there's three timelines being told and to do it so very well mm-hmm. that they all it, culminate in the same time yeah it is exactly like the rose vines that swallow the house yeah they all play and they build the structure, build the structure they play it. It is, <laughs> she did such a great job of twining this together in a way that never left you wanting um it really was like okay we're getting a little more of this and a little more of that. oh that makes sense but what you know it's i i got fed just enough of what I want. To keep you yeah. engaged. Yeah. Does the book ending resolve the plot? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 It all works Very out. Well. Everybody's happy. And it's that's it's it's not insipidly sweet ending. No. But it's even the donkey didn't get killed. I was so <laughs> afraid that the, they were gonna find the remains slashed remains of the donkey. He's a horse. horse. Is is he a horse? Hector's Hector. a horse. Hector's yeah. a horse. But he kinda <laughs> is like a pack horse. Like he's a... he's a sweet big lumbering horse. Yeah. Yes. So I, I, get, I get how you get a donkey vibe. But I was just horse. so afraid that they're like, oh, they're going to come across his remains. The dogs got to him. And there's well, when he was inside like, the church, like, hey. I yeah. was most certainly very happy. Yeah, I was like, oh, good. <laughs> yeah. Hector's inside. Hector's okay. John, John's standing in the church. Yeah, John Ponce was oh. like, I had to bring him inside. Yeah. I'm like, well, of course. <laughs> He's a member of this community. <laughs> no, Nobody's questioning that. That's awesome. I care if there's a horse in here. Um, do you think the protagonist is a hero or a villain villain or somewhere in between. Well, which one's the protagonist? I yeah. don't know. They all enter I mean, I, I we can narrow it to three. I think you have three. <clears throat> you got Kate, you have Lucia, and you have Chloe. Yes. Is Harry Harry's just a straight antagonist. Yeah. And he's not the but main not in the beginning. character. Mm-hmm. In the beginning of his timeline, he was not a protagonist. he was he was a victim. Well, most villains' origin stories don't start with them being born a villain. That's true. You know? Yeah. Yeah, he was the villain. I still feel sorry for him. So we'll settle on the three. Yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I would say Lucia is 
um, antagonistic. <laughs> yeah, in her own mind, she's a villain. Yeah. She's the monster. She's the one who caused us all. Right. Um, killed a we know she's going to save the day. Yeah. Uh, Kate is clearly trying to do what's right through, uh-huh. you know, love and kindness. And Chloe's just a girl trying to get married. She's yeah. not even a bridezilla. She's no. Like, oh, there's a she's tear nice in my dress. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, she ruins her veil in a she night of hallucination. Yeah. Like, huh. She never mentions the veil again. <laughs> Other than she... Which is weird, because she is definitely a type A. Yeah. She has everything planned to the letter. Maybe that's her, her evolution. Except, why did she wait till a few days before the wedding to start cleaning up the place. Well, I imagine it's because it, they, they get everything done. They want done. So I think it's just a sprucing up sweeping. Yeah. Dusting. They don't live nearby. Yeah. What about the key? And she took a whole month or a whole month, a whole week off of work to mm-hmm. be like engaged in it. What the key is. Uh, well, it, let's explore symbolism. <laughs> um, <laughs> Are there any particular striking visual symbols used in the book? What do you think they represent? Mm. What do you think they represent? The key, I think, is like a an anchor or a noose or it's a, a heavy weight. Uh, but now it's chain. Yeah. And it's something that she can't let go. It has some a little bit of a power over right. her because she's like And she says that it's hers, like the church is hers. Like she yeah. paid for it, she rented it, it's her church, yeah. you know? Somehow it is drawn to her to it and it's not because she, she doesn't even want to leave, let it give it up to someone else to, mm-hmm. to like unlock and go work for her when she's supposed to be resting. Yeah. yeah. Um, Some of it might appeal to her type A you yeah. know, personality that wants to be in control. She was ripe though for the, she was <laughs> for the, was. the control issues. Um, just is the setting symbolic? If it is, what does it symbolize? I think it's a clear man versus nature. Yeah. You know, that like core conflict. Um, and man has forgotten that nature it's scared. Like the people of the village are scared, Mm -hmm. but they have become, um, passive, like in maybe in their give assigning duty to, um, the gone family. Um, and they're not talking about how right. to share the burden. But I like that some of the villagers are, are have separated themselves when they say, I know that's how we did it before, but we don't, we're not comfortable with that continue with that burden continuing mm-hmm. to be held by, you know, we, we want to know her more. Speaking of Lucia. Mm-hmm. Um, but very small number compared to, you know, the rest of them. But anyway, what else? This is the part I think that I need to talk about. I don't know if you thought it out this ther- thoroughly because both of you <coughs> said like you'd love to see this as a movie or a show. Um, if you were making this book into a movie mm-hmm. or a TV show, who would you cast in the lead roles? Ooh, I didn't think about this. No, but I didn't either. I don't know people's names, so I am horrible <laughs> for that. I mean, the, from the British, like, general cast of characters, I'm sure we could cast it yeah. well. Yeah. Some cute ingenue for, for Chloe. Yeah, she's blonde. Uh, yeah. She's blonde. Did yeah. you, they call her blonde? Because I don't think so. I totally yeah, picture do. her they as do. blonde. Yeah, okay. they yeah. talk about her blonde hair. Oh, okay. Um, oh, no, she has... Oh, Lucia has, has red dark hair. hair and, yes. Uh, yeah. Lucia, and Lucia, has, Lucia red. has red hair. Yeah. She could be Karen Gillian. <gasps> yes. Yeah. She'd be perfect. She's a little wild. Yes. Except I kind of 
I think she's a terrible actress. <laughs> <laughs> I like her. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um, Lucy is almost one note. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think she can do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know who would be a good... Yeah, I don't know. A good Kate. You got to give us these assignments like before we record so we can come up with our answers. (laughs) Sometimes you've been picturing somebody. Yeah, (laughs) I have been books where it's like, ah, yes, this is exactly who I picture. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I guess I didn't picture, I didn't realize that this was a British book. Uh, The setting was in Great Britain or ish. London's nearby. Oh, see, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, For I some think... reason, I pictured it also as like old New England because yeah, back they have they woods yeah. and they have a yeah. lot of spooky for you know folklore. And they call their like cities townships and villages too yeah. sometimes. So like a Massachusetts or you know something. England yeah. or New England. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. I could I could buy into that. So you might it might open it to an American cast. Maybe Kate is an American coming over and marrying into this. What or would she Chloe? do for Chloe? Yeah. What would she do for a living, Kate? If, because I think what mm. Kate does for a living is very European, which yes. is restoring Gothic buildings. Americans go over and do that. Uh, you, okay. How many times do you so watch House Hunters? Hunter? She could be like I watch House Hunters International. Ooh, you can dig up dinosaur bones. Yeah. Well, that would be Kate. Yeah. Not, yeah. I don't care. We don't even know what Chloe does for a living. No. She's a city girl doing city jobs. She's doing something. <laughs> What what did Lucia do to support herself? She says she just kind of does this and that. She mm. works at a fast food restaurant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she says <laughs> fast food. She says eating or working. She says both. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I so I think now. she's just kind of yeah. floating around. Yeah, yeah. Um, you are dropped into the world of this book for the day. Mm. How do you fare? Fair. The mist is all around. Oh, no, I don't You hear the growling well. of the dogs. I'm dog chow. <laughs> I, I am coughing up dirt. Oh, <laughs> poor Chloe. Because my asthma is right now. I'm, I'm feeling like, and how weird is that? You're coughing and all of a sudden there's earth coming out yeah, of your mouth. Yeah, oh, the, um, Do you think that was something from drinking the wine? It just tur- turned Well, that wine that- did appear kind of mysteriously. Because it was Mock Baker Bacchus that showed up in the chill box. Like, yeah. But I thought she chose it. She chose a case of that stuff. No. For the wedding. It keeps appearing. She goes to serve at the garland party, which I think is a great idea, which is actually something we did do at my wedding, was um, I had my bridesmaids make their, mm-hmm. um, it was a palm um, for their wrists. And they all, we all got together and made yeah, them. Yeah, uh, we all made our bouquets, too, it's a I think, great, the night before. Yeah, that's oh, a cool. great, great activity if you're a future bride. My sister's wedding, we made these, like, giant tissue paper pom-poms to hang in the trees. <laughs> and it sounded like a great idea, except they were such a pain in the butt to make. <laughs> and I'm the crafty one of yeah. the family, so, so you're I in had to make all of them. <laughs> I didn't have to, well, but so it did like, seem like that. You're the one who's working away still, and the other girls are um, yeah. drinking the wine yeah. and dancing. I'm like Penny Penny, like, <laughs> no. Nobody's helping me. <laughs> um, keep it simple, then, ladies. <laughs> yeah. No, there's so the podcast um, that I listen to about horror movies. One of the things that they, uh, one of the um, things they do is, what would you do? So it's like at some point you are so and so. What would you do? And one of them, their answer is always, "Oh, I would kill myself to get out of this situation." <laughs> 
So it's like, I don't think I would be useful at all. Like Karen said, I am dog chow. I don't know what I am doing. Okay, I want to frame it differently then. Yeah. So you're dropped in the setting. You're not am in I the world guest? of this book. Who am I? Well, let's say we're just passing through. Okay. You're taking your, your autumn tour of the English I'm countryside. driving through the English countryside. Yes. And you come upon, maybe, you come upon, you're, but you've just been dropped in. So oh, you're, the new, in. Okay. you're the new librarian. New. Elizabeth has uh, retired. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, you're, you're the new librarian. You're replacing Elizabeth. You're driving through. Okay. And James are on a dream vacation, checking out the English foliage. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, damn. You know who I am? I'm the person who took the penny out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Oh yeah, I, I'm so also cool. doing this. I'm yeah. like, oh, Katie, you went on a fun cruise, a uh, fun thing. I'm going to copy you now. Oh, okay, cool. Fun, fun. Anne and I are on vacation <laughs> together. I've always thought James <laughs> to and visit Kevin. Karen in her new job. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Librarian, totally winner. All right, this is the scene. Okay. <laughs> Husbands are left home. Katie and I <laughs> have come to visit Karen. <laughs> The librarian in Newtown for me. Yeah. And I, of course, I'm snooping and, and looking in all the yeah. old books and archives. And you're like, I want to know. You, Karen, are like, I found no archives. Yeah, I found this, um, I found this really cool wooded path, and I want to take you guys through it. Mm-hmm. It's a really cool old building. <laughs> I want to work it, it. It's a rosebush house. That is so awesome. We gotta go and there's it. berries. I've eaten dozens of them. Yeah. I just can't stop eating them. There's no, I made some They're jam, so good. and I love your jam, so I'm clearly <laughs> taking that home if I survive the woods. <laughs> we want to find a path inside this rose Shaped, okay, all right. So this you're, house you're shaped leading rose us into Mock Baker. Oh my gosh, that would be me. I'm so sorry. I'd be killing us all. <laughs> How do we do? <laughs> I think we get lost and we eat ourselves silly on berries until Lucia shows yeah. up and makes us leave. Just like Chloe. Yeah. Okay. Wait, wait. I think we care about as well as Chloe. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. What do you? What Except happens? I'm not a runner. <laughs> what happens when you hear snuffling of big, what sounds like big dogs and you can't see them because it's misty, but you hear dogs? Hmm. I asked, do wolves still? Yeah. I'm afraid of regular dogs. Like, <laughs> I don't even want... Ghost dogs, yeah. That's even scarier. <laughs> well, Mock Baker's not going to try to scare us right away. Yeah. It's going to trap us. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to scare us. <laughs> yeah, because I'm the new person. So I'm my nose and where it doesn't belong. <laughs> uh, we're kind of cold because I don't think it ever gets warm in the, in the in English in the, yeah. period. <laughs> End of sentence. <laughs> but think what great sweaters we're gonna have a mock. Oh, we're gonna be we're gonna sweaters. have mock baker sweaters. Uh, we. I want to make. I want to make a mock baker. I want to design a mock baker sweater. Ooh, all that cabling of intertwined. Um, Des- note vines. to self: design a mock it. baker sweater. I love it. In your spare time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dirty word. <laughs> um. So, either we are short on time and we leave before it's dark. And we didn't eat any berries. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or, which actually, that is a mythological um, reference. <coughs> like, isn't there something about eating something in the underworld and you get stuck down there? Yeah. yeah. I was thinking about in that passage, when we were in Ireland, we were walking along this little like path and there are like blackberry brambles that grow along the side of the road. And my aunt's like picking them and eating them. Like she's like, oh, oh yeah. no! And she asks our tour guide first, like, can we eat these? Like they're blue, they're blackberries, yeah. right? And he's like, yeah, you can eat as many as you want. Yeah. So she's like, just we're walking around, she's snacking, and I didn't eat them because I was like, I, I don't know, I'm weirded out by it. Well, in America, I want to rinse off my berries. Right? There's <laughs> plenty of edible foods that grow in yeah in gardens, like landscape gardens, yeah. and there's. Plenty of edible things in people's gardens, as well as plenty of poisonous things. Right. But you 
like in my head, I've always thought like it's not safe to just go and eat that because you don't know what right. they're spraying. So I'm not going to be eating the blackberries. No. All right, so Katie's doing okay. Yeah. But she's still stuck with us schmucks who've been doing. <laughs> yeah. It's up to Katie to save us. Because <laughs> Karen, oh, no. Karen let us down a bad path. <laughs> Um, I I would like to think that I'm pretty good in a crisis. <laughs> I think you'd be very good. Uh, did you pack a, a compass? <clears throat> no, but I have my phone. But okay. it probably actually doesn't. There's work. no cell coverage. Um, Chloe, yeah, Chloe <laughs> said that her phone was no good. But I think your compass on your phone would work without service. Maybe. Oh, I maybe. haven't tested. We would find is out. it an app? Can mock? What is mock bakers like? So it maybe ghosts are energy, right? Oh, so do yeah. they have a magnetic mm. oh, field yeah. to mess your compass? It. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, I can figure out which way the sun is setting. Maybe, oh, maybe you can't see in the it. fog. <laughs> I guess the the sun and is the shining thick them. trees yeah. in England. There is no sun. All right, you're replacing Elizabeth. I'm going to counter. Now. Okay, okay, you've replaced Elizabeth. Yeah, yeah. We are going to uh, mock beggar. Sounds like a drinking in a game. time when the village knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. People talk about it openly. This is post book. Yeah, uh-huh. and uh, we're doing fine. Mock Baker is a beautiful. Yes, we're allowed we to visit as long as we tell the a story. We have the urge mm-hmm. to start reciting poems mm-hmm. or talking about our favorite books. Yep. And uh, we have a lovely time. We enjoy the jam you made. <laughs> and the blackberry jam. delicious local fare <gasps> that you packed. Blackberry jam. The big yeah. hunks of cheese and bread from the local grocery And the, oh, the wine. Uh-huh. The, yeah. The, uh, it, we, we are having a beautiful time. <laughs> and um, we go back to your place and we um, hang out by the fire and knit. Knitting. That sounds uh, awesome. We did fine. Yeah, we survived. <laughs> you just have to put us in the right time Woo! frame. <laughs> Okay, I'm getting ideas for when we do our next business trip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's go to England. All right, nice. Or, or New so, England. Or New, or England. New England. Yeah. yeah. Um, I really want to go to Maine. Mm. That's where I want to see the next um, total eclipse that's passing through. Oh, that would be cool. The, um, U.S. Um, that was a fun question. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try to remember that question for future uh, future questionnaires. Which of the characters in the book do you most relate to? Which would you want to invite for dinner and why? Hmm. Huh. I think I would probably relate to Chloe in that, like, <coughs> she is the, like, every man in the story, right? Mm-hmm. She, not necessarily her character, but who she represents in the story you can relate to the easiest because she also doesn't know what's going on and things are going to be slowly revealed to her. Until it's too late to, you know, <laughs> to have changed what you've already done, right? Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think I'd want to invite Lucia to dinner. But I don't know if she would be very good company. No, She's see, not going to tell me her story. You could invite Maybe her Maybe I'll dinner. have Brian to come to dinner. Because oh, he'll tell me his story. Yeah. Brian would be awesome at dinner. I think I relate kind of to Lucia as the outsider, but I would not invite me to dinner. <laughs> <laughs> well, who would you invite to dinner then? Um, probably a librarian. <laughs> <laughs> no, because no, she knows the inside. Uh, she's not very forthcoming. No. When Chloe goes Nobody looking, only she's because, like, okay, we don't because, have that kind of information. Because Chloe's an no, outsider. She has a box. Because Chloe's an outsider. You might have been digging in the archives because Elizabeth left her box behind in the office. Because mm-hmm. you know she's hoarding all that info. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, I know. I'm not sharing it with, I'm I, if I'm if I'm Elizabeth, I'm not sharing it with others. But I'm I'm going to, I'm going to know what's happening. Well, she must share it with the a few with Brian of the, and John. Uh huh. Because that's how they know that they don't want to just keep things as the status quo anymore. Mm-hmm. So, hmm. 
What about you, Anne? Um, I relate <clears throat> to... I want to say I relate to Serafina in, like, the mother part. Mm. Because, like, that part where she says they're never going to know what I did for her, for them. Yeah. Which one's Serafina? That's Nan. Oh, Nan. Um, I was going to say Nan. Sh- well, because... It's, just because... That's that, that thing of, like, the, the, the children never really understand your internal... Right. Yeah. Processes. That you're, like, always trying to do the best for them, even if what you think is the best isn't really the healthiest yeah. and best. Yeah. Because Nan did do good by them. She did. But she also tied them to a life of, like, <clears throat> suffering and toil. Uh-huh. <laughs> and perpetuating the abuse cycle. <laughs> and so that's, like, I really appreciate that point of view of trying to do the right thing for your family. And they don't always understand your motivations. Mm-mm. Um. I would not invite her to dinner because, like Lucia, I think they're peas in a very grumpy pot. Yeah, I don't yeah. think she would be very great company. Um, I would invite John to dinner because yeah. he seems yeah. jovial and, like, seems he'd help nice. with the dishes after. Oh, yeah. And, Good point. Or if Mr. Gone, what's his name? Mr. Gone. Like Dad. Grand- oh. Yeah, Grandpa. I don't even know. Oh, Grandpa. Yeah. Not Dad. No, he's a that non even have a name. person. <laughs> um, Do we even know who who the father was? Um, Do you remember what of um 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 of Lucia? I can't remember. Yeah, Lucia's he... father is Nan and Grandpa's son, and he John, or, does he die early on or something? He he dies after all of this happens. Yeah, he's around because he all stays of it. with Nan till. He dies, and then Nan stays there until she dies, which is close to the point of the wedding. Right. Um, but he's he's no. just milk toast. See, I thought he's reliable. He's always there to help Nan. I thought everybody was gone long before the wedding, and that's why Lucia is the only one left to take keep things going and run. Serafina dies, and sh- and Lucia comes or Elfina, back. Yeah. No, Serafina is grandma. Nan. Oh, Serafina. Elfina. Gotcha. See. Okay. You're thinking of her as Nan, and I'm thinking of her as Serafina. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. I really enjoyed her storytelling. Because yeah. it was so... I liked that chapter uh-huh. we had from her. Yeah. It illuminates so much of like, oh, this is what the grown-ups understand is happening. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Sir, Nan dies after the son. So, son dies. Nan dies. Lucia comes back. Yeah, I don't but know it's if all within that space of 10 years from after yeah. Alphine's death. That's the other thing is, like, okay. it's only been 10 years. Yeah. It that feels like sense. it's ancient history. Right. But it's it not. Does. It's only 10 years. Yeah. That's, that's right. Because. they gone or whatever. Because Kate's not that old. No. And Sam's not that old. <laughs> yes. That's right. <laughs> um, I think Lucia would be, like, 26, 27. If, if yeah, I was thinking that, right. like, Kate and them, Yeah. Yeah, I think they're like maybe thirty. Yeah. Um. So yeah, John, I think John would help with the dishes so he can come over, yeah. or Grandpa could come over because he seems sweet. Yeah, he's like, nice. Like he's not gonna share very many dinner time stories, but he's gonna like have that perfect zinger in the group oh, yeah. conversation like that's yeah. just gonna yep. like make us all roll on the floor. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, that's all the questions I feel like asking. 
that's good. This this was a fun this is a really fun. I really enjoyed it. it. Yeah. yeah, I think it's one of those that I'm gonna like because I feel like I read a lot of books that I'm like, oh, I forgot I read that. But there are also some books that I've read that I think about. I'm like, oh yeah, that was good, or I mm-hmm. remember more about them or you know they come back easier i think this is going to be one of those that i yes. remember like i could reread this or listen to it again i'm, really I'm actually glad, yeah right i'm now. actually glad that i've got the the paper version mm-hmm. of it so i can go back so yeah no i really i enjoyed it also um i was glad to get your cheerleading but it, it was like unput down a bowl yeah, because oh, i yeah. started it and Time i really was liked flying. it flying and Anne was like i haven't started yet and i was yeah. like what <laughs> love it <laughs> um time was has been flying by uh so what have you guys read this month i have read nothing else because i feel like it took me the whole month to get through this book that's fair it was long <laughs> it wasn't even that i think it was 14 hours yeah but for whatever reason it, i like spread it out pretty evenly throughout the month mm-hmm. like yeah it's, it's a busy month right it is an insane time <laughs> so i have not read anything else Okay, so let me go to my Karen library. Karen has a stack of books over there. <laughs> Some are good. Oh, oh, I've got, I've got to put them in different. Did you order. read anything else? Yes. Well, Karen and I share two two books. One I can't remember the name of because I haven't finished it, so I don't know if I, it'll stay on your list. Because we were both here sewing with great intensity, and I don't think we talked about these yet. Um, no, we haven't. So it turns out, like Grady Hendrix, not every one of his books. He's the one who wrote horror store that i talked about last month mm-hmm. oh, um like almost all of his rep- his book list is um for free on audible oh and so um well, at least they were for that time they're There's, still available, they're still available? Yeah. oh go for go so, read them. while we were both sewing here one night getting ready for the boutique we listened to um we all sold our souls <laughs> and it was so good it's about like an old death metal band and like their lives after their band broke up and one of them's like extremely successful and the other four Mm -hmm. have like one of them's lives is wrecked she's the main character and the other three sort of have like kind of nice lives Mm -hmm. not extreme we we sold our souls nice lives um, one of them has an extremely nice life, but that's another part of the selling of the soul. <laughs> yeah. And um, just they're they're fulfilling this prophecy that it turns mm-hmm. out they like figured out basically what the um, oh, gosh, I can't think of it. Like fill in the Illuminati, like basically mm-hmm. what is the Illuminati in this story and and how to fight them. And it's all about playing the right song. <laughs> And I don't know anything about death metal. Is not music that generally appeals to me. Mm-mm. But I love this book so much. I love everything by Grady Hendrix. It's so just far, so because, good. Because two it's for two with humor. It's two for two. It's very endearing. His yeah. main characters are really interesting. The expected does not happen. The gore is very gory, but it's not unbearable. It's not unbearable, and it's well done, and it's not pervasive. Like, the gore happens, and then you move forward. You're haunted by the gore, but you keep the story moving forward, and it's not around every corner. Um, So that was a very fun book. I like the ending. I think Karen wanted more from the ending. Yeah. yeah. But we also listened to <coughs> Horror Store. You listened to it. Oh. I started it on my okay. own, because okay. I was like, how fun. It's free. Yeah. And I enjoy this book. Uh-huh. Um, the other thing I read has nothing to do with the shared listening time. 
Kevin and I have a couple of favorite books. One we listened to with our whole family, and then we took a short trip together, and so we excluded the kids from the second book. Um, the World Record Book of Racist Stories by Lacey Lamar and Amber Ruffin. Hmm. They wow. are sisters. Amber Ruffin, you might know from Seth Meyers' Late Night. Yeah. Uh, she is hilarious. <laughs> oh, I follow her, yeah. Um, What's it called? This is their second book. Uh-huh. The World Record Book of Racist Stories. <laughs> so the first book is, I want to make sure I have it right. Um, I think it's called You Wouldn't Believe This Happened to Lacey. Um, You'll Never Believe What Happened to Lacey. And that's about a four or five hour audiobook, And of course, a published book that um, is just all stories of things that have happened to Lacey Lamar and people around her, but mostly Lacey, while living in Omaha, Nebraska, which is where their family was born and raised. Um, and then this is a continuation, but they bring in stories from their family and friends. Um, it's a little less lighthearted than the first one, if you could imagine that these books are lighthearted. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they are fantastic. Every human being should listen to them. (laughs) Um, And these two women are incredibly talented (coughs) comedians and writers. Um, Every human being should listen to these books. The end. Well, that is a glowing review. Yeah, they're fantastic. And they're bite sized Like, Uh the first one we listened to on a family trip over a weekend, it's five hours and 21 minutes. So on the way there... Well, we were driving around during the trip, and on the way home, it fit perfectly. I think we were, like, half an hour away from home, and uh, we were finishing it. Um, and then this one was actually only three hours and something. <coughs> I'm sorry, four hours and 54 minutes. And um, it fit perfectly in our trip, too. <laughs> um, they're fantastic. And just interesting because it's a very different place than we live in. Uh almost direct middle of the country their family is made of all kinds of there's five kids i think and their parents are delightful exemplary wonderful parents everyone should be so lucky to have the parents that these two women had have they're still living (laughs) and it's just an interesting insight of you just really wouldn't believe that these things really happened to this woman but there's no shortage of stories. I think they could probably write books for decades. Just have continuous flow of content. Well, sadly. Uh, that's all. That's all that I have. I go last since I have a pile. <laughs> I've already gone. She, oh, she, gone? Read, okay, she read the book club book. She came prepared yeah, and okay. ready to talk. <laughs> so um, I was waiting for a long time for a sequel to The City We Became. Um, by N.K. Jemisin, so I, which the sequel is called The World We Make, and it kind of expands that kind of idea. Um, that was really good. I did that one together. And then I also, I listened and I read The Secret Lives of Church Ladies, and it's one of those books that I heard someone talking about on um, NPR, and uh, oh, it's spicy. <laughs> it is spicy. <laughs> Okay, I just want to read this a little bit. The Secret Lives of Church Ladies, and it's not a particularly thick book, by Disha Filia. I'm yeah, not sure how to pronounce it. Filia. It explores the raw and tender places where black women and girls dare to follow their desires and pursue a momentary reprieve from being good. 
The nine stories in this collection feature four generations of characters grappling with who they want to be in the world, caught as they are between the church's double standards and their own needs and passions. Um, yeah, there's it's there's a lot more to it, but it's, capital P with passion. Yeah, <laughs> it's really good. It's really good. It, um, the characters are very relatable to relatable. They're um, so. That's The Secret Lives of Church Ladies. Um, another book is a graphic novel, but it's a nonfiction graphic novel, which is a really interesting way to... Um, it's called Wake, The Hidden History of Women-Led Slave Revolt Revolts. And um, it's kind of the story of... It's by Rebecca Hall, who is a scholar, activist, and educator... And it's, it's all, it's a graphic novel in black and white, just like rough sketches, but it's kind of the story of how she is trying to find many of the women who were slaves coming across the, um, on slave ships. It was very often that revolts, that slave revolts happened on the way as well as here while they were here. Mm -hmm. So it's just. She and what's really interesting is some of the records of some of this stuff goes back to when to courthouses that existed as courthouses before the Revolutionary War, and the rec some of the records are still there. Some of the stuff you have to read between the lines a little bit, right. I think, because not like there's going to be a lot of truth about I say the victor tells the history mm -hmm. exactly but it's really really well done and it's there's still she makes a good point that oral history is still a valid history absolutely you know so that is it was it's just a really interesting way to get a non-fiction a by you know a, a non-fiction story but in a graphic novel form um what else I did that. I thought I had more. The Secret Lives of Church, The World We Make, um, The Comeback. Did we read that together by Lily Chu? Chu? No, or... you read it and highly recommended it. Oh, yeah. It's narrated by Philippa Sue. So that was really, really excellent. The Comeback by Wait, Lily. Wait, no, that was one that was one that we were listening to. You and I were listening to it. Yes, yeah, yeah. Which I have not finished. Okay. I need to write it down because actually I think it was only in your library. The Comeback by Lily Chu. I think it's another one of those freebies. Yes. I thought it was another one of those. I was, because as long as we were here, we, ha we even though we imagined two sewing machines going, we had the, the, uh, the little, what's it, what do you call that thing? The speaker, class speaker was like on max. <laughs> Sometimes I come in on Tuesdays and I like turn on the speaker to like play whatever it is we're listening to for drop in and it is at full blast. And I'm like, <laughs> somebody had a great time last night. <laughs> Sorry. I always know who it is. Right. <laughs> like, what was Anne listening to it? Full volume. So, <laughs> a book. Yeah, because it's fine. The music, I don't need at full volume, but the book, I do. Those I'll are, those are, I don't care. Okay. Those were books that I finished. Are there any books that we're currently reading that you would recommend? Because I know I've got a, just a couple, but. You know what I discovered about that? Is you don't get the payoff of saying, I now finished this book. Yeah, we usually just do books we finished. Because you can okay. save those for next Because month. I talked Alrighty. about my, Chris my Christmas romances last time. It's like, but now I want to count that as done. Yeah. No, <laughs> okay. I already talked about it. I'm more than halfway, so yeah. I'll, so I'll so save you get that. to tell us about it when you finish it. Yeah, yeah. Look good. save that for next month. That looks like a whole series. Are they just similar? A couple. There's okay. two that are together. But they're right. We're just going to have to stay right. tuned. <laughs> well, it's Karen's turn to pick what we are reading. So what are we reading? Okay. 
I'm reading a book by Kim Michelle Richardson is what I would like us to read. Um, I got the, I got one book which the, called The Bookwoman's Daughter. And it's by the author of The Bookwoman of Troublesome Creek, which they're two different stories of the same area, area but they're not necessarily sequels. They're okay. not. They're, they don't like call back. No. Are there treats if you read one and then the other? I don't know. It didn't sound like it. It sounded like they're separate. So which um, one are we reading? We are going to be reading the second one, which is The Bookwoman's Daughter. Um, the Bookwoman of Troublesome Creek I, I got so I could read that later. That'll, and I'll talk about that next month. <laughs> but this one is, well, let me read the back. In the ruggedness of the beautiful Kentucky mountains, Honey Lovett has always known that the old ways can make a hard life harder. As the daughter of the famed, blue-skinned, Troublesome Creek pack horse librarian, you know, me and librarians, <laughs> Honey and her family have been hiding from the law all her life. But when her mother and father are imprisoned, Honey realizes she must fight to stay free or risk being sent away for good. Picking up her mother's old pack horse library route, Honey begins to deliver books to the remote haulers, that's what it says, of Appalachia. Um, honey is looking to prove that she doesn't need anyone to tell her how to survive, but the route, route can be treacherous and some folks aren't as keen to let a woman pave her own way. If Honey wants to bring the freedom books provide to the families who need it most, she's going to have to fight for her place and along the way learn that the extraordinary women, extraordinary women who run the hills and hollers can make all the difference in the world. So I thought it'd be interesting to have a little story, you know, here in Appalachia. Cool. I don't think we've been to that region much mm -mm. lately. Of Kentucky. We know. So. It'll, okay. it'll probably make me hanker to watch um, this that Timothy Oliphant show I love. I don't know. Has four seasons. I think I never watched the last season. What is that called? He's a ranger. <coughs> He's from Appalachia, but they're filming in Fillmore. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> we ought to know this. Oh, people at home are screaming in Fillmore. Answer. Oh, yeah. Everything. Oh, let me see. Um, Timothy Oliphant is in. Uh, oh, I don't know. How do you know it's filmed in Fillmore? Because you recognize everything is filmed Cause, in Fillmore. Because like you could rec you'll rec you'd recognize it. it's a not of, like as what? obvious as some other shows. A lot of things are filmed in Santa Paula ever since there. You know, this show's done. The, so. so he's from Kentucky. No, the no, he's not. He's, no, the, his show, character. The character. It's not Kentucky necessarily. Let me see the list. Yeah, Sorry. here's the list. We're gonna figure uh, this out. Justified. Oh, okay. Justified. Oh. Yeah. I don't know what that's about. Uh, so. He's from Modesto, <laughs> and he was in my cousin's graduating class from the high school they went to. Modesto. So is the guy who plays Black. Hawkeye, I'm sorry. He plays Hawkeye. Mm. He also, he's like two years younger. I could see him being he's from my Modesto, other cousin's cousin. Actually, That's having funny. grown up yes. in, in the Fresno and north of that, the Fryant area. Do you know yeah. that he has a glamour music career? <laughs> he, it, he's in, like a glamour like, No, like, no, like glamour by glamour, music. I mean like glamour publishing. He like supports his own music. Yeah, Jeremy Renner is a fascinating person because he also <laughs> like, has I don't his know own... in a good way though. No. He had his own social media network for a minute, I think. He has a Amazon store where he was selling just camping gear that he recommended. <laughs> and there's there's all kinds of just like weird things about like Jeremy Renner's career that it's like, why would anybody want to buy that? I know. Why would anybody Wait. want to pay for that? But was he doing that to get by when actors couldn't act during the pandemic? No, no, he he's is just a weirdo. Now that he's like. 
has some some pop i mean a lot of people have those amazon stores of like this is the thing i think is great but it was like weird vibes because it's all like him being very serious like posing like (laughs) i'm camping and it's like okay okay and like also Um, recommending like bows and arrows and stuff it's like we get it you're hot guy yeah but Um, okay but his weird music modesto is the gateway to yosemite from that side Okay, so, so there's the wait, camping wait, so time. Yeah, so there's that camping, it's, it's, hunting. There's that it's col- not Fresno. It's yeah, Modesto no, north essentially. Of, yeah. North Fresno, that Frayne area. It's all hunting wild people yeah. back there. Hunting I mean, wild people. I was I, hunting, I was, comma wild people. I, I grew up in a trailer park up there, so, so I, have, I have family from so, there. Obviously, my cousins went to school with these actors. Yeah, uh, his official mobile app was just called Jeremy Renner, <laughs> and it divulged. It was sort of like a Twitter-esque thing where it's like, if you were a fan of Jeremy Renner, you could subscribe to this app. But it divulged Why? into just like complete trolling and like memes and they had to like <laughs> shut it down after six months. Because people I were like, know about who this? wants this? And it was like either like trolls or like 50-year-old moms who were like, I love Jeremy Renner. That are like in this group and it's like, oh, it, it was very town. strange. That is, no, it's not Cougar Town. He is about 50. Yeah. No, it was probably oh, age appropriate. Okay. Yeah. But Because yeah. yeah. my, he's, I can't remember okay. if he's a year he's a older guy. or younger than my brother. My brother is 51. Yeah. So, um, it, it's not Cougar Town. Okay. <laughs> um, it's, it's High School Reunion Town. Yeah. High School Reunion <laughs> Town. Oh, that sounds sad. That's just sad. Um, also, the Property Brothers. Have oh, a yeah, they do. And they have that one weird brother. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, which one's the weird one? He's not on TV. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's not one of the Property Brothers. There are three Property Brothers. Only two of them are. I think are on television. Oh, I did not know. But they do have a illustrious musical career. Are they, are they triplets? Illustrious. Okay, so okay, 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 okay. Yeah, no, I don't know any. They think they're illustrious, I think. Yes, they do. They do think. Okay, well, I think that is it for us today. So we will see y'all in a month when we talk about Karen's book choice, The Book Woman's Daughter by Kim Michelle Richardson. And in the meantime, um, we will have a new podcast episode up in January, coming out on January 3rd. And we will have a very big announcement in that episode. So if you were listening to this in December... Um, make sure you stay tuned and listen to our January episode so that you can find out what we're talking about. And in the meantime, I'm really excited. Yeah, I'm excited too. I think it's going to be mm-hmm. awesome. So if you don't already, follow us all the places. Yeah, follow us oh, on yeah, Instagram, yeah, yeah, Twitter, yeah. all that good stuff. Not Twitter. We don't. I don't have a Twitter. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. Instagram, Facebook, website, all that good stuff. And get on, for our, get newsletter. on our newsletter. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, we'll see you guys later. Bye. 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 Strings Unraveled is a production of Strings and Things Studio with Anne Leckervin Cazzoli, Katie Von Rader Fraker, and Karen Wilmoth. Recorded and edited by Katie Von Rader Fraker. Find us online at stringsandthingsstudio.com or on Facebook or Instagram at Strings and Things Studio. You can email us at stringsandthingsinfo at gmail.com.